This today is going to be a monumental podcast, my friends. Hey, thanks for listening. Here at Live Life by Design, Lori Few and I like to do what we do best, and that is to bring you straight from the heart, the core and fiber of our ever being, what we believe to be the best information to help you live life in a manner you wish. You know, Live a Life by Design podcast was some brainchild we came up with about how we endeavor each day to live our lives in the way we desire. And we want to pass some of that out to our friends because, you know, today's episode's about changing the world. And we're going to share with you some ideas, strategies, and so forth of how we go about trying to change and accomplish change in our world. Our only goal in this podcast is to help our listeners and subscribers live a bigger, better, and bolder life in the manner that they design. The challenge for us is immense. We receive comments from many of you how we stirred a change in your life or caused a fire to grow from a smoldering ash that inspires you to reach greater heights in life. The strategies we share today are not novel. This isn't something we just dreamed up but rather unique in how you apply them to achieve the results you desire. So are you making the impact you desire in your world? Today, we're going to share some of our favorite strategies to help you, our valued listeners, change the world. And we mean that sincerely. So before you think, I can't do this, or I love this one, are you crazy? Let me explain what I mean by change the world. Many of us have lived a life of mediocrity by our choices and our mindset. Today, though, is a new day. Be listening to this podcast episode. You will be changed as a person in a manner that empowers you to try new ideas and seek greater outcomes for your life. And the reason I know is because my co-host I'm about to introduce inspires me every day to show up with my best game because she's so much more talented than me. Hey, Lori Few, welcome to the show. Oh, my goodness. What an, a big intro to live up to. My goodness. Thank you, Jimmy. Uh, good morning. Woo. Um, nothing like taking on the, the biggest challenge of changing the world. I mean, that's a very big task. And I'm just, I don't know. I'm already kind of feeling a little overwhelmed. I don't know how we're going to get this done, but we're going to try because that's what we do. We try. We that's can't, it. <laughs> we're not going to, we can't give up at the very beginning. So, um, my goodness, wow. Changing the world. That, that's a deep topic, but we need to try to explain to our listeners what we mean by changing the world. So kind of let's break that down to so Jimmy and I, it's critical that we start the change within our family. We start it within your four walls, or if you have more walls, if you have a bigger space, but we're, we're I had four go. walls called a dorm in college, and that was all I had. Four <laughs> well, walls. I, exactly. I, I digress. Yes. My, yeah, your first home. And and you think about that, like with your family, where you started, and if you've expanded your family, or if you've moved, or if you've grown, or you know, you've changed. But we seek to be better parents, better mates, better spouses, better kids, if you have kids or you remember at one time when you were a child. Or couldn't by we trade? Can you change kids by trading them though? Can you trade oh, some with listen. your neighbor? Oh, I don't. Wouldn't that be I cool? Think, I think my neighbors would be very upset with me right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's a fair trade to trade a teenager. <laughs> oh well, that's true. That's true. I'll but trade like, one for a kitty cat or a puppy dog, oh, maybe yes. get something. Yes, you know what I mean. Yeah. Something that'll that'll obey. You know. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we like to say it's a phase, but 
Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. But by changing our mindset and our philosophy at the most basic level of life, we set ourselves up for greater impact to the world around us. What are you doing to become a more supportive person, a friend, a spouse, a mate? How are you supporting those in your office environment? How are you supporting those in your community? We seek to gain a better understanding. And if anyone has any tips about how to survive the teenage years, please feel free to <laughs> drop them in the comments. Oh, that's a great one there. Yeah, just uh, reply back in the comments or at our Facebook page, and Lori will be glad to read those. Hey, you know, this is a great, great idea, Lori. So when we start with our family, now, I didn't say I was going to change my wife, oh. right? I didn't say I was going to change my children. I needed to change one person that had direct control of my mind, and that's me. So I did. Uh, let me tell you, I um, have two daughters. And the reason I have two daughters, Lori, is because, well, I have two daughters. And so, <laughs> you know, you, after a while, you go, this just didn't work for us. So I'm going to quit after two, right? But Oh, uh, you're braver you know. than I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Lori. Now, listen, I don't know about bravery, but uh, anyway. Uh, I will say this, though, it is so um, challenging sometimes as parents in the crazy world we live and the, uh, you know, the social media thing and all that challenge that we didn't really have a lot of with our older daughter that we did see a lot of with our younger daughter was totally a curveball to Dina and I. And the one thing we did is we stressed, here's one important word, honesty, uh, because I'm not a mind reader and my great co-host is though, but she's an all empowered woman and she does these things, but we men just cannot read minds. Now we do read body language. Like for example, when I do something wrong, Dina's got arms crossed, usually the brows a little furred and down. And sometimes the chin's a little lower, closer to, to her, her chest area. So she's kind of looking down that usually tells me I need to probably ask for permission to go to my room and think about what I've done. But uh, anyway, uh, I want to be a better spouse. I'll be a better father and so forth. So what I did I implemented years ago with our children, the honesty feature. So dad doesn't understand if you don't explain it, but you got to be calm and be honest and explain it. And dad gets it right. Because I will tell you, if you men out there agree with this, I'd like some comments in this, in the commentary section. Uh, we really don't know anything about women. I'm just going to tell you now, I've been married 35 years and I'm still trying to figure out women. And Lori, that's not a slight. I just think that God laughs when we, he looks down on us and he goes, yeah, let's see if they can figure this out. And we men try to understand women. I, I just don't know how that works. <laughs> well, that, you know, the statement is God has a sense of humor. I definitely yes, agree. I, I agree totally. So, so we got to start with our families and I think honesty is a good one. What do you, what do you think, Lori? What's another means of helping to improve the family that you can think of? Well, I think it goes back to being honest. Um, you know, that is to, communication is great, but I, I definitely agree with being honest. Um, for those of you that are um, television fans or streaming, I realize most people do streaming now. Not very many people do television, but however, you're so you, high tech, you know that. <laughs> however, you get your information. Um, for those of you that understand and know anything about the show, Ted Lasso, it's on Apple TV and it's about an American. Um, football coach who moves to England to take a job uh, coaching the real football, aka as we call it, soccer. Um, but there's a, a character by the name of Ted Lasso, and the, the show chronicles his positive attitude and mindset regardless of the situation. But there's um, a scene or two with his in the first season with his wife, and they're going through some things, and it, they create this environment of 
when they are talking to each other and they believe one of the other is not being 100% truthful or honest, um, their word is Oklahoma. And when one of them says the word Oklahoma, it basically calls the other one out and they have to be 110 or 115% honest about whatever it is that's bothering them. And so, you know, we art imitates life and we take some liberties in our own lives to emulate some of the things that we see on television or, or social media or in the movies or in the, you know, magazines or newsprint. And so honestly, myself, I caught myself saying, wow, if we could all embrace that one element of being more honest, and if that means we have to come, you know, to a secret word, a code word, a trigger word, you know, what a better way to just say no judgment, no harm, no foul, but I'm going to call the word and you have to be honest and I'm going to accept that and learn how to communicate more effectively. And so being honest and open in that moment it's powerful. And I, I have started using it myself, um, with my own family and they laugh at me because I'll just blurt out in the middle of a conversation, Oklahoma. And, you know, they have to tell me, well, you know, we really, I really don't want to do that. I I really, I I just didn't want to hurt your feelings. You know, that is really neat. So they use the actual word Oklahoma in this movie or this show. Yeah, in the show, and it's so funny. Um, they're they're going through counseling, marriage counseling, and the marriage counselor suggests that when they are, you know, want to be vulnerable with each other, that they have a, a word. And the first time that I saw it on the show, I just thought, okay, first of all, that's cool because they're referencing Oklahoma. But um, what a neat, you know, non-confrontational way to get your point across without being judgmental or sarcastic or having, you know ill intent behind it. And I think that it's also applicable, not just to your family, but to your friends, to your coworkers, to your community. Oftentimes we talk a lot about how people get their feelings hurt. And it's not about that. It's about finding different ways to communicate with others to accomplish goals, to move forward, to make positive change, to open those conversations and just be willing to say, I hear you. I see you. And that ultimately moves change forward in a positive way that everybody can come along for the ride. You know, I'm going to go somewhere we probably shouldn't go, but this Uh whole game of political correctness, because we can't speak honestly about things in life and us have a very calm yet a vigorous debate, uh, even though we may have differences of opinion. That really just kind of gets under my skin that we can't be honest with people. And that's what you're really saying. So, you know, at the end of the day, if we don't have honesty in conversation, how are we ever going to grow as a people on this planet that we all have so much more in common than we differ, but we won't find the commonality if we're so hidden behind the veil of, well, it's just not politically correct to talk about this or that. Uh, and, you know, I, I got to tell you, the world is changing, right? And some of us aren't adapting as as quickly as others. But, um, wow. Well, Laura, that's fantastic. So I'm, <laughs> That's I'm, my nugget for the morning, that, or that's, the day, that's, the week. <laughs> that, that's a bowl of Cheerios right there. I'm telling you, that is good <laughs> stuff. Hey, you know, this is going to sound a little crazy, Lori, but I've been a father for 27 years this July. Can you believe that? 27. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I got a long is, way to go. I'm not there yet. Yeah, but it's hard to explain because my wife's only 29, but it was medical miracle is what she was. Medical miracle. <laughs> you are yeah. so kind to her. Yeah. 
God you know, bless I, her. I, I, she's a wonderful saint, you know, and I'm just riding her coattails to heaven someday. Yes, That's you all are. I can tell you. You are. Yeah, but I got to be honest with you, as a father, I still make mistakes when dealing with my daughters that I wish that there had been some training for me to learn and resolve before I made these mistakes. But, you know, that's just life, right? And I had a premise in life that I just was always right. Now, listen, I'm going to tell you about my dad. He'll be 84 this year. My dad had a theory when we were raised as six children in the house. He raised six of us in our house. It was so funny. My dad came up with this statement that I just loved, even though I didn't appreciate the outcomes. Uh, my dad said, you do not live in a democracy. <laughs> this is the dynasty. Oh, this I is the that. dynasty of Robert Williams. And I feed <laughs> you and clothe you and you'll do as I say. And as I say, you'll do so. That's nice. You got the word dynasty. I got the word dictator. Yeah. This well, is a dictatorship. I, yes. Yeah. I don't know where my dad got the dynasty thing. May have I come like out it. of that show Dallas that had the show <laughs> dynasty afterwards back in the seventies. Yeah. I don't know. But it was so funny. You know, my dad would just say, this is how it's going to be. So I always just assumed, goodness, he just walks on water, man. He is right all the time. And I don't question that. But, um, you know, my, my daughters are beautiful and brilliant. I'll just tell you up front. That's a fact. I don't have to embellish. That's just how they are. But they attempt to train me in the modern ways of family life. But I keep hanging on to my, quote, Aussie and Harriet years. Do you know who those are? Oh, I do. I do. You know, I just love that lifestyle in the it's Barney Fife world of Andy Griffith, you know, those kinds yes. of things. But uh, you're going to laugh. Uh, I think if we can remain adaptive and learn, right? Isn't that all about life? Life is about learning. So yes. my next word would be to be adaptive and learning, but yet remain grounded in your beliefs and philosophies. Then we can all grow together as humans. And when we grow together, we change the world, Lori. So what's your biggest challenge maybe in changing your world right now? Oh my goodness. Um, well, there, you know, there are a lot when you, when you ask that question and the first thing that comes to your mind is probably the thing that you should say first, but then you, you, if you stop and pause for a minute, which I highly recommend before speaking, um, that tends to help. Um, you, you really think about the things that, oh gosh, what, you know, what challenges do I face? I think the biggest thing for me I am so over the top. I I collect stickers. I know I've, we've probably talked about this, but and adult I, coloring books. Yeah, so. <laughs> my stickers are PG though. They have to be G or PG. Oh, good, good, good. I I stick them on things that people see, but I have a sticker on my laptop that says, um, "Apparently, I'm over overly dramatic." So I think one, of the, and I will own that. I, I could um, not. I could not even anyway imagine yeah. that. So. <laughs> I. <laughs> I like to think of it as passionate. I'm extremely passionate about, you know, most things that I'm involved in. That's just the type of person that I am. I have a hard time sometimes communicating that to other people. It comes across as overbearing or overdramatic or, you know, um, I always have to look at, you know, devil's advocate and play both sides. And so sometimes I find that I'm so passionate about something that I just know that everybody is going to want to jump on this bandwagon and be part of this change or movement or experiment or project that I often forget that I need to like make sure I still have people, you know, it's, it's kind of like in Forrest Gump when he takes off running and all the people start running behind him in the movie. And he just says, I just kept running and I just kept running. And I sometimes forget, like I'll have people with me and behind me, but if I don't pay attention to what's going on with them individually or part as being part of the group, I, I lose people um, because I'm just such a, I'll do it myself. I'll get it done. I will, you know, com complete this task regardless. And 
I struggle with that in terms of affecting change in a positive, progressive uh, a way because I just run with it. And I, it's not a bad thing. It's, I don't think it's a negative thing. I think it's just a thing that I have to be more self-aware, um, self, you know, conscious, uh, almost to a point, uh, you know, I, that's where I'm working the best on myself is to make sure that I am continuing to include the people that I want to be on my team, that I want them to be part of it. And I want them to understand the passion and excitement that I have, but I also don't want to alienate people. And that's a fine line. So when you were talking about your daughters training you of the ways of the world, um, my, my little light bulb went off because I think that I am exactly there. Uh, just maybe in just, I don't know, just a little different. It's hard yeah. to explain when you, when you put it out into the universe, you're like, you just made me very, very vulnerable, but it, it's an honest conversation to have. I believe Miss Brene would tell you that's progress uh, when you have vulnerability anyway. Yes. Yes. Well, again, I mean, to, to quote Ted Lasso, um, he calls it prog mess. I'm prog just, mess. Pro, I'm a prog mess. <laughs> I like the mixture. I like yes. the mixture. You yes. know, I think, Lori, to be very frank with you, you may be in another universe or some, you know, multiverse, as they say on Marvel. You may be a niece of mine or a younger sister because we think an awful lot alike <laughs> about some of this stuff. It's a little uncanny and a little scary, to say the least. But anyway. It is because we don't talk about this stuff ahead of time. No. I mean, just, <laughs> hey, folks, turn on the mic and jump in front of it. That's kind of our philosophy here. Yeah. You know, that's a great idea, that self-awareness. I will tell you, my wife coined a phrase that I use this day uh, everywhere I go in terms of organizations or at my office or whatever, and it's called a little Jimmy goes a long way. <laughs> so anyway, yes. I take that as a positive about we you know, can I get don't... you a sticker that says that oh, a little Jimmy goes a long way. I, that I need. Can you get that? Can you make that happen? Yeah, I think yeah. I can. <laughs> Today's episode of Live a Life by Design is brought to you by the Life Plan Builder, a new online financial planning platform for young professionals who wish to create and gain control of their finances in a simple yet powerful manner. Go to www.compasscapitalmgt.com or call 918-423-3222 for more details on this new platform. You will be glad you did. Now, back to the show. Registered Principal Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research Incorporated, a broker-dealer member FINRA SIPC. Jimmy J. Williams is an investment advisor representative of Compass Capital Management LLC, a registered investment advisor. Cambridge and Compass Capital Management LLC are not affiliated. 321 South 3rd Street, Suite 4, McAllister, Oklahoma, 74501. You know, you're right about, though, changing the world by the honesty of ourselves, our self-awareness, and us adapting and so forth. Um, but, you know, the only common factor of all of those things is you've got to change yourself first. Self, yeah. We always want everybody else to change. But really, when we change ourselves, then those other people that we're working with, and I hate to use that term other, but people that we are working with or we meet or discuss things during the day, they're going to pick up on the fact that we're having this new way of being present with them and we're being open to them and we're being honest. And, you know, so, so you got to face each day with opportunity on your face to make a difference in someone's life. Uh, let me illustrate with a short story. So recently uh, I read success magazine. I, I'm a big fan of the success magazine. The CEO had in her um, opening to the magazine for this edition, 
uh, about her recent burnout. I mean, she just got burnt out, burning the candle from both ends, going through COVID. I mean, who didn't, right? We were just like the rudders off. We're going all over the place. And um, so she changed herself in a magnificent way that gave her renewed energy, vision, and impact to her company. She started, yes, Lori, you've heard me say it before, journaling. Now, I know you're tired of hearing this, Lori, but I got to tell you. the power of the journal. This is outstanding. Um, Basically this, she said it is a great tool for her to gain perspective and overcome challenges that she faces in life. She created an acrostic, the letters L-I-V-E, to live, in other words. And she wrote these words. I love this. She said she is living her best life when she is leading effectively with vision. So that's the L, leading effectively with vision. The I stands for inspiring someone else or being inspired herself. The V, giving value or receiving value makes her feel fulfilled. And doesn't that do it for all of us, right? Mm -hmm. Lastly, when she has the letter E, she empathizes or receives empathy. She feels she has purpose. Man, that is just powerful to me. Oh, yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Well, what's your next strategy, Miss Lori? Oh, well, okay. Obviously, I'm going to have to start, you know, I, I too have journaled. I never journaled before until Jimmy um, told me <laughs> about all the benefits of journaling. And I have to say it, I agree with the sentiment that someday in my child's future or my grandchildren's future, they will probably be amused by my writings at this juncture in my life. Um, if nothing else to have a living history, certainly. Um, maybe someone will take those journals, you know, someday, Jimmy, and they'll turn them into a, oh, what do you call it? Uh, screenplay. Um, and it'll or be a an memoir. Oscar, just have a memoir. memoir. Yeah. Oscar winning novel. Uh, goodness. The next strategy that I, about changing the world, you know, never be afraid to think that an idea is not valuable. So many Ooh, times I, like I hear, that. yeah, so many times I hear people say, well, you know, I've got this idea, but I, I've, I, I, I'm too scared or I don't know where to go to get it started, or I don't know who to talk to, or I I just don't, I don't know if anybody else would even be interested. And if every person that ever had a groundbreaking idea or passion burning deep inside their soul lived in that, you know, gap of I'm unsure, I'm uncertain, I don't know what to do, we probably would not have some of the best, most successful things in the world. I think about things like Habitat for Humanity. I think about Jimmy Carter, President Jimmy Carter. You know, what a better, more profound way to take an idea and serve of other people. You know, what an inspiration, Lori. He he did not have, history is starting to actually um, recover him from his presidential years. He did a lot of things, but he's only known for a couple of things that didn't go as well as, as planned. But one thing about it, I've been to his presidential library. This man has done more post-president than any other president I know of in history. You know, I love to read history about these great, talented people. And I've got to tell you, Jimmy Carter's at the top of that heap, man. Mm -hmm. He has done so much. And he's like 90, is he 97, 98? Yes, yes. Incredibly young. Well, and I think it's, think about all the young people that are in college studying law or cancer research or the environment or financial 
um, thank goodness, nurses, all these people that probably had someone say to them, dream big, take a chance, you know, go forward with the idea and the hope and the burning desire that you can do what you want to do. I wish when I was younger, I always had this vision that I was going to go into journalism. I was going to be the, you know, um, Barbara Walters and interview celebrities as a kid. I, I specifically remember thinking, oh, I want to do that when I get older. And I never had anyone tell me that I could. And when I went to college, I majored in communications, which was great. And I love, I mean, I love what I do now as a profession, but I think about young people who probably just need somebody to say, yes, you can, I believe in you embrace what you want to do and know that there's, if there's, you know, the old saying, if there's a will, there's a way. We need to challenge ourselves as adults to say that more often to young people and not just elementary or middle or high school students, but college students. College students are the, when you're in that time of your life, that's when you probably question yourself more than any other time. What am I doing? Am I cut out for this? Am I going to make it? Is it going to be return on investment? My parents or myself are taking out loans to you know, fund this education. And am I going to be able to financially support myself later in life? All those questions that we're afraid to have conversations about, those are the things that we need to continue to talk about if we're going to affect positive change. Because listen, those financial analysts and those bankers and those nurses and those scientists are the ones that are going to be changing the world way ahead of us. And think about all the amazing things that they're going to do. To me, that's exciting. You know, I've got to tell you about another friend of mine. He was a very successful dentist, so a doctor of dentistry specializing in orthodontics. Mm. He did this for literally, I mean, went through all that education, you know, years and years of school. And then uh, he opened up his practice, actually worked with another doctor for a while, a dentist, and then he opened up his own practice. And then he did that for about 15 years or so. And he said one day, he said, and I thought he was kidding. He's made excellent living doing this, made lots of money. And he said, you know, uh, I'm going to retire. And I looked at him and I said, Don, you're, you're 45 years of age. Wow. And he said, well, you don't understand. I'm going to retire from orthodontics. And I said, okay, where are we going afterwards? What's going on? And he said, I wanted to always be, now stay with me, Lori. I wanted to move to Wyoming and be a fly fisherman guide. He loves tying those little flies that make my eyes cross that you have in that little bitty, you know, and he is now one of the most happy people. He sold the big house and all the trappings. Um, He lives in a very nice, modest, but very well-adorned house in Wyoming on one of the beautiful rivers that they have. And this guy has more to do than he cares to do, but loves every day of it. Now, is he making the same money he made as, as a doctor? Not even close. But the good news is, is he's doing something he's passionate about. Like you're saying that, that, that you, he just said that people could told him he couldn't do it. You got to go out and make a living. You got to go out and do this. And he said, I want to do something for the most important person in my life. And I said, who's that? And he said, me. It's true. Uh, side note, Lori is banned from going fishing. So um, no invitations to go fishing. I Okay. This is a story I have to know more about. How did this happen? Just quickly, because I don't want to digress, but um, I can't be quiet. And evidently fishing requires no. a level. <laughs> no, Lori. <laughs> well, I fishing requires a level of skill and commitment and focus and quiet. And I was told, please don't ever come fishing again. <laughs> <laughs> 
You know, Lori, it's just you have other talents. Just focus on that. Yes, you have other, other talents. talents. Yes. Fishing yes. is not that talent. No. Yeah. You know, I think I think the key to this is is don't be afraid to be the best you possible is what Lori's saying. That's and you what know, I'm there saying. there are people out here that do not encourage but want to keep you at the same level they are because you know what? It makes your other friends nervous if you're accelerating in life and growing up as a person and being bolder. And they're staying in the same position they always have been and maybe always will be. So don't be afraid to be a bigger, better you. Go ahead and take the change and face it, you know, because growth is never easy. I've often heard this as I work out. If you're not sore, you're not working the muscle enough for it to really just rip. You know, a muscle doesn't grow, Lori, until it tears, right? You got to tear. Now, not totally from the bone, but I'm saying the muscle gets fibers torn within it. That's how you grow. And well, that and I drink uh, Fairlife chocolate milk, but that's another story. Uh, so, you know, at the end, of the, at the end of the day, that's how we grow as a person too, is to take on those things that are not easy for us. Because if it's easy, everybody would do it, right? That's right. So, thanks for listening to us today. This has been a very much eye-opening episode for me, and I did not realize Lori was a talker. Uh, so that really opened. <laughs> oh, whoa, that's a big discovery this morning. Okay, it it is. But hey, we're listening. We are hoping to change the world as well. Lori and I really want to ask that each of you share this podcast with your family and friends. Send a Facebook post to our Live a Life by Design community page and tell us about the ways you wish to change the world. And I promise you this: as Lori and I working together, try together. We can do anything. See you next week, everyone. On Live a Life life by Design. (laughs) design. We're going to get that someday. I love it. Someday. You can get a complete transcript of today's show online at livealifeby.design. If you like the show, please tell your friends and family about it. Also, we would be very appreciative if you would leave a review of the show wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been a Life Master Key production. The program is copyrighted by Jimmy J. Williams and Company. All rights reserved. Our production assistant is Amy Cotton. Our intern is Brindley. Brindley.